Well, guys, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older. <laughs> that's good, true. That's, good, that's, well, that's that, that is true. Uh, but I guess I'm I'm now thinking about the things that you know I'm going to pass on to my kids. And as a matter of fact, uh, uh, a few years ago, um, we were helped to set up our wills. And when mm-hmm. I, I'm ashamed to say I good hadn't idea. had a will until that time. Very, but very good idea. We've got wills baby. now. Better idea is when you include me in your will. <laughs> there you I'll go. take all the Apple stuff. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but as we're doing that, um, and, and this just recently, I was thinking about all of the digital assets that I have that I don't have in that will. They're just simply not part of what I think about when I think about what I'm leaving behind. And that's a terrible mistake. So we're trying to do something about that today. We have Dan Hoops with us in studio. He's an associate professor of accounting and taxation. He's been with us before. He's from Walsh College. Dan, thanks so much for coming on. Well, thanks for letting me come back, you guys. I'm (laughs) delighted to have you here. I guess in particular because this whole issue of digital assets has, if anything, grown since we last talked. I mean, it's just almost exponential. It's it's funny because I, I wrote a paper about this back in 2011, 2012. And no, wait, you're, you're a professor. You're not supposed to write papers. It's your students that are supposed to write the papers, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sometimes we'll actually write a paper together, though. So. I see. Okay. No, but, <laughs> I'm just know, it, It's really, you know, this has really become a hot-button issue across the board. And, and mm. now mainstream estate planning attorneys are actually thinking about this because they're running into the same problems that we first ran into when, when this first became an issue, which was everybody does everything without paper. Uh, in the past, if, if someone passed away and you want to find out what, what some of the assets were, what bills needed to be paid, you would just wait for the mail for, mm-hmm. for an entire month. Well, almost everything is done paperlessly. Right. And almost all of it's tied to some free email service uh, because we're not supposed to be using our work email for these types of things. So. Mm-hmm. We have to go in and find maybe a Gmail or a Yahoo or something, and the fact that you cannot access that without the password, you're locked out. And so yeah. it's a real liability issue for, for people. Well, you know, I, I was driving in, and I go like, oh, my God, Dan's going to be here. He can answer this question. This is so cool. <laughs> it better be an easy question. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is going to be a piece of cake. Maybe I'll softball you every time. Um, so I, through the course of my life, decide to buy $10,000 worth of iTunes movies and songs. Mm-hmm. Can I will them to my kid? No, you cannot. Why? Wow. That doesn't mean that you might not be able to in the future. It's all tied back to the terms of service of your uh, iTunes accounts. Oh, okay. Is that part of the problem, that the That's, terms of service haven't caught up with this? No, they're, they're, no they don't want it to call, the, caught up with you so you can go out and buy more. Oh, I got you. <laughs> yeah. As, as someone who's actually written terms of service for a few web-based companies, the, the terms of service are some of the best things if you're on the side of the, the web provider. Because I got you. I got you. You, you control everything. Yeah. And, and the fact of the matter is if <laughs> it's someone... It's all such fine print, too. Right. It's all fine print. And, and that I think no one ever reads. And including and, and, the Chief Justice of the, of the United States Supreme Court, yeah. who said, he, I've never read these. Yeah, yeah, click well, and go. Yeah, who does? And and besides that, I want the program regardless. My friends all have it. I'm going to do it too. And who and, reads them? And right? therein lies the problem is the fact that we just click I accept and don't realize that we're signing a contract. And Michigan, like every other state, has a state law that says clicking I accept on an electronic contract is binding. There's also a federal statute. This mm. is the same thing. So. Mm. There are a couple of provisions in there that hurt us as estate planners and, and people who want to will their iTunes account 
The first one is you're not allowed to assign your account to anyone, which means you can't transfer it to someone. So uh, with that, whether you're, you're alive or you're dead, you can't assign it to anybody else. But, but I could give my spouse my password, and my spouse could then get in and listen to the music, and right? It's a shared account. Well, I, as an attorney, I can't tell you that that's something <laughs> you should do, but that is what people do, because yeah. there's also a term of service that says that you're not allowed to do that. And if okay. you do give your account password to someone else, you're actually violating the terms of service. They can cancel your account and that's why as an attorney wow. i cannot advise someone to break a contract so i think itunes is probably safe in my particular situation because she can't hardly remember her own password <laughs> let alone mine well you better write them down and i won't let her write them down for obvious reasons right okay. so how do you how do you deal with that well, we'll, what, we'll get to that in just well, a second. Okay. Cal, you want a follow-up? Well, well, okay, let's try it from a different, and it's probably in the terms of the contract. So the same iTunes that I can't will off to someone else, uh, am I uh, allowed to go in and take all that music, download it, put it to disc, and then give it to someone else? If the terms of service allow you to do that, you can do that. Everything's in the One, terms. And then, well, and that's where it gets a little foggy and, and, and why it's kind of an interesting issue. It's also a frustrating issue because yeah. there's also a term that's always in all of the terms of service that say that we reserve the right to change the terms of service at any point in time. <laughs> so you might be able to do it today. It's the kind of contract you would never sign you, you know, if you ever read it. <laughs> six months from now, that, that term of service could be changed. Yeah. And you click, I accept, I agree to that, I'm fine with that. Um, and so that's where you that's where you're stuck. Wow. And it's because this as I say, it's becoming more and more of an issue as as people are doing more and more things online as paperless society. There was an article that came out, matter of fact, that just kind of hit me was uh, in England, um, a mother who had cancer um, decided in her last days that she had an iPad that she was going to pass on as part of her her will. She was going to will it to her boys. And they decided that one of the sons would get it. And uh, unfortunately, before she died, she died before she gave the password. So they went into I, uh, Apple and said, our mother has passed away, and she didn't give us a password. Could you please unlock this for us? We have the certificate of death. They went through all sorts of stuff. And in the end, Apple said no. And uh, But they said no to the opening up her account and yes, everything she yes. had on it, but they were still allowed to receive the tangible property, which was oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So, which is, you know, I mean, Apple did the right thing. It's frustrating. But Which let, is why but, you want to write down the passwords. But let's say, for instance, right. but let's say, for instance, she had some family pictures on there, the historic family pictures. Doesn't I, I matter, have, you know. Those heirlooms are gone, Foster. Yeah. You, wow. You, it, it, once it crosses that threshold of madness inside that device, then it's up to you to control that device. And for the protection of you, as weird as it sounds, Apple says, no, we're not going to give this away to anybody else. And, and some of this, we have to say, some yeah. of this has been done to protect people as well from right. identity thieves and things like that. Let's let's talk, before we, uh, what I want to do is to talk about some of the practical things we can do. But before we get there, let's talk about what some of those digital assets are because people may be saying, I don't know if I have any. Um, what are some of the things typically that people It's any have sort of, um, I describe it as an electronic contract. So anything that you've gone online and you've clicked I accept, you essentially are creating <laughs> wow. data. It could be stored in a, it could be stored in a cloud. It could be actually stored on a particular device like this woman's, you know, mm -hmm. iPad may have had. Mm -hmm. uh, it's anything where you actually have content that you're going to save. So we got like email. Email, social media, blogs. Social media would accounts. mean like Facebook, Pinterest. Mm -hmm. well, uh, well, let's just do it the easy way. Is there anything you can do online that doesn't require you to click I accept? Pretty much nothing. No. So therefore, everything but is. Here's where we really haven't, you know, we talk about the assets. Well, what about the debts? 
because if you create, for example, you know, your my, my gas bill, for example, I pay it paperlessly. Or it's it's sure, automatically sure. withdrawn. Mm-hmm. I click I accept on those terms of service. There's a ter- and I read the terms of service because I'm a geek like that. But <laughs> the, 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 the one, there was a term in there that said that I would not give my password to anybody else. So if I were to pass away and we, my family needed to figure out how are we going to pay his final bills, right. I think there would be, I think that, you know, consumers or whomever the, the provider is would be hard pressed to say, we're not going to give you access to this. Yeah. Uh, and we could probably get a final bill. Could, could, could We couldn't contact them and say, please do not give us access to this. We don't want to <laughs> pay that bill. Right. Oh. Well, and, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, we're, we're, everybody's talking a little bit on the asset side, but there are the obligations. My, my uh, mortgage, for example, is all withdrawn um, automatically from my bank account. So. I got a good one. Okay. So, here we go. Because, like, I've been looking forward to this one. This is great. <laughs> so, you just said about final billing and stuff like that. So, if you're still getting a paper bill, then you have knowledge of what's going on, that sort of thing but if you went to a no paper bill like they want you to do mm-hmm. and they don't give you access do you legally have to take care of it because yes. you can't get to it legally you do and if you are the executor in michigan's called the personal representative you actually have a duty a fiduciary duty which means you can be held personally liable if you do not pay that particular bill wow. but where it gets even weirder the fact that when someone dies you have to publish notice of their death mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so but if you also have known creditors you need to notify them yourself if you don't have a paper bill how do you know if they're a known creditor or not exactly oh, it's almost like catch 22 on this I whole know. thing that's I incredible don't, i don't think i want the passwords i'm just now <laughs> deciding i probably have more liabilities than assets <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a moment with professor dan hoops we're going to find out some things we can do to pass things on.